Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 505. Racing is life, and anything that happens before or after is just waiting. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today, I am revved up and so excited to have a very special guest here on Cars, yeah? Alex Ribiris. Alex, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, yeah. All right, great. I hope you've got your five-point harness cinched down because we're going to have some fun today. Alex Ribiris is an international motorsports racer from Barcelona, Spain. Who's currently racing with Team Seattle Alex Job Racing in a Porsche 911 GT3R. His teammates are Ian James and Mario Farnbiker, who've both been guests here on Cars, yeah? Alex started racing karts at the young age of 12, and then he went to Formula Renault in Europe. He became a Porsche Motorsports Junior racer and competed in Porsche Carrera Cup and Super Cup. He's raced at the 24 Hours of Daytona, the 12 Hours of Sebring, and Petit Le Mans. He's the first Spaniard to win a Porsche Mobile One Super Cup race. Very cool. Since founded in 1997, Team Seattle, founded by Cars yeah, guest Don Kitch and Alex Job Racing, has raised over $6 million for Seattle Children's Hospital. And Alex helped raise $500,000 as part of that in his efforts with the Heart of Racing on Team Seattle. Awesome. Congratulations to you guys. So, Alex, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your racing careers and your passion for driving cars really fast? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely it's been a fun ride so far. Obviously, my inspiration to go racing was always my father because he was a rally race car driver. And obviously, I wanted to be him. Actually, for me, racing was forbidden when I was young. So I was a soccer player. And that made me even more crazy about racing. Probably that was a mistake from my father because eventually I managed to go into a go-kart place without him knowing. I convinced my mom. Cool. And that day was the start of everything. And, um, well, at that point I was doing motocross. I was doing ski competition. I was playing soccer for the FC Barcelona team. And I just quit everything and tried to follow my dream. Wow. You know, it's a really cool story. I know I've had so many racers on the show and, and almost all of them start in karting. That's kind of the place to start, especially in Europe. 
It's such a big uh, sport over there. We're all happy that you jumped in that in that go-kart and started racing. And uh, I'm sure your father's really proud of you today. Pretty cool that he was a rally racer. Now, those are really brave guys. Absolutely. Yeah, he was he was an inspiration to me. And um, I have a lot of respect for him. He he kind of showed me everything. He was a great teacher. And um, well, obviously now he's far away from me um, because I'm more in the USA. He's more in Europe. But I think it was a great father. Yeah, absolutely. You're a fortunate young man. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. This is some kind of a saying or a mantra that has been a big part of your life, and it's a nice inspirational way to get cars yeah, going. So, Alex, take the wheel. Yeah, well, it's actually funny because we were talking about this not long ago with Donald Kitsch, who's our team manager. Well, we are we both love this movie. It's called Le Mans for the legendary endurance race. Sure. Where Steve McQueen says, racing is life. And every, anything that happens before or after is just waiting. Yes. <laughs> but the moment I saw that that quote, when I, the moment I saw that scene, that scene, I was like fascinated. And at that point, I was still a soccer player, and that was more or less a point where I I got really attracted to racing. And I thought that was the the kind of mentality I wanted to have if I wanted to become a race car driver. You know, I had um, Steve McQueen's son, Chad McQueen, is a guest here on Cars, yeah. And we talked about that. He talked about that, having a father. He was on the set when they made that film, of course. He was only eight years old, but he was there watching the whole thing being made. And he talked about that same quote. And I actually have a blog I do every week where I, I talk about things. And I did a blog on that saying, asking people, what is your question mark in life if it's not racing what is it is it art is it nature what is it because you need to find that passion in your life and pursue it and that's definitely what you've done with racing so what a great mantra to have and of course following in the footsteps of the great uh, steve mcqueen who aside from being an actor was a great race car driver too absolutely one of our biggest inspirations here in in, in our race racing team fantastic well, let's go back in time a little bit. I'd love for you to share a story that instigated your passion for racing. Now, you talked about having a father who was a rally driver. I mean, those, as I said, those guys are, oh my gosh, so skilled, so talented, so brave in so many ways. But is there a specific moment you can remember back when you were young when you decided, you know what, I am going to be a race car driver? Well, I already told you the story when I was convincing my mom to go to the go-kart place yes <laughs> the funny thing was i was just doing laps and laps around there and my mom just bought a ticket to to get me driving for the whole afternoon while she was reading a book <laughs> so i got a pretty good amount of laps around that little racetrack yeah. and by the end of the whole thing i went out of the of the go-kart and the owner of the place approached me and said hey kid there's a race tomorrow here, and you are doing pretty good lap time. So usually it's a 300 euro entry fee, but if you want, you can give it. You can do it for free. Oh wow! And he was like really pushing me to do it. So I came home at that night, and the entire dinner was a bit um, <laughs> special. Yes. Like let's say in that way, and um, I tried to convince my father to let me race. Uh-huh. He let me race, and after that. I convinced him to start doing a little championship uh, around my area. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and and both in those years the level was really high. We were over 40 drivers in the grid in in the class. Wow. So my father wanted to convince me to quit racing. So I thought I was a good driver. He wanted to make me convince myself that I wasn't good enough. <laughs> so he bought me the oldest car you can ever imagine. <laughs> I didn't know, but I had 30 kilos, which I don't know how many pounds, but maybe like 60 pounds or 70 pounds extra in my go-kart compared to all my opponents. Oh, gosh. I had no idea. Um, and obviously, my first race, I was dead last. And, you know, he wanted to see my reaction, how, how I reacted to that. And then the next race, I wasn't last. I was a bit further up. And then the next race, a bit better. But I was still really, really sad. And, and I was really trying to push myself to improve because I wanted to win. Sure. And then at that point, when my father saw me crying and he saw that I was really wanting this button off. Yes. He said, okay, I see that you want to do this. Let's become serious. Let's do this together. Yeah. I'm going to buy your proper car and we go <laughs> We go win some races. Wow. You know, that's an awesome story. I, I think it's uh was pretty astute of your father to challenge you that way in the case of maybe giving you equipment that was subpar, but he wanted to see if your spirit was there, even though you weren't running up front. Pretty smart man, I think, for sure. And pretty cool that your mom lets you use these the moms who don't want the kids doing dangerous stuff. But oh, uh, Well, she had a tough time knowing that I was in a bad car, and I didn't know. Ah, okay. So... She went, she went to my dad and said, I cannot do this anymore. Here you have the money. Buy him the best card on the grid. All right, mom. I love your mom. She's awesome. That's great. And my father said, no. Save the money. He has to go through this. Yeah, absolutely. Good training. Great story. I love that. Wonderful. So, Alex, I would love to talk a little bit about a huge challenge or a huge failure that you faced along the way. You're a young man, but you've chosen a profession that has ups and downs and roller coaster rides. And uh, you're on top of the podium one day and you're, you're, your car's not running the next. I mean, you've chosen a pretty tough profession. Could you share a time that you were maybe almost ready to just say, ah, oh, this isn't going to work? And tell us this process you went through to move past that and what it taught you. Absolutely. There's... Definitely many downs in motor racing. We always say 90% of the days are about dealing with issues, you know, about right. frustration, about sadness, somehow, disappointment. Yes. But those 10%, that those 10% make it up for all the, for all the rest. So um, the moment you're aware of that, um, you understand racing because otherwise it just doesn't make any sense. Sure. But I definitely have a huge year which was the toughest year of my life back in 2012 i was finishing high school and i was racing on my last year of formula Renault 2.0 european championship and that year i was kind of expected to be if not the champion one of the contenders to the championship but my my dad was like you can't keep on racing if you don't finish your high school and you must take your government exams to go to college and that has to be your number one priority so I was like yeah but you know this is tough this is really tough yeah I need to study all day long and then I cannot perform in the races so he was like I don't care you need to take your exams and that's your number one priority mm -hmm. so that was probably the toughest year of my life I was I couldn't sleep in the night because I had to study 
So I got to the racetrack on Thursday, and all I did was lay on the motorhome for an entire day to try to recover before the weekend started. But I wasn't I wasn't good enough. I, I was I was just struggling to keep up with the others. And my father saw that, and we had a time where I was like, you know what, this is enough. I cannot do this anymore. And then at the same time, my sponsor, my biggest sponsor at that moment, went into bankrupt. Oh. So oh no. They couldn't support me anymore for the following season. So I had no budget for the next year. My results were not good enough, and I was feeling quite down. Yes. And that was around summer 2012, and that was exactly when I got the phone call from Porsche Motorsport asking me if I wanted to take part in their Porsche Motorsport Junior Program selection process. Woohoo! And they told me, you know, we have nine drivers and only two will be chosen to be part of our program. And at that moment, I knew that was the opportunity of my life. And if I didn't get it, my racing career was over. So that was probably the biggest down and the biggest up of my racing career. Wow, what a story. Well, you know, it was great. You took us all there to that uh, very, very difficult time. You know, kudos to your father for pushing you to finish school and take your exams. I mean, so important. He was wise enough to know that that was a backup if racing didn't work, that you needed to go out and get a job and work and so forth. But, uh, you know, it's great that you stuck with it. And, uh, yeah, sounds like a really, really challenging time. But, uh, Awesome that you got involved with Porsche Motorsport. That's really cool. And uh, here we sit today. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a an aha moment in your racing career. It's a time when you go, oh, man, this is the right direction for me to take right now. And tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into a success. Yeah, that, that was probably in back in Sebring 2015. You know, I was ready to, to approach my second season in the Porsche Mobile One Super Cup and that was based in Europe and I wanted to go for the championship of course and um, thanks to, to the heart of racing and Team Shuttle we, we set a huge program to try and, and race in Europe and make myself a career in Europe but then I arrived to the 12 hours of Sebring which is one of my favorite races of all year and then we ended up winning that race and cool with Alex Job Racing and you know it was such a crazy race we were leading and then we lost the lead with two laps to go and then our biggest opponent had an engine failure with one lap to go oh gosh and we won the entire thing and I even lost my voice at that point <laughs> like I had no voice left I had to skip all the interviews because I just couldn't talk anymore and you know the entire emotion the, the whole feeling of the family with the heart of racing and Alex Job, it was such a special feeling that I said, you know what, I like this better, you know, I want to be in the US, I want to arrive, my heart belongs here. Right. And that was the moment where I decided, or I thought my future will, will be in the US. Oh, wow. What an awesome aha moment. Congratulations for that. You know, it's also a testament to that uh, age-old racing mantra, never ever give up, because... You just don't know until that checkered flag waves in your face what could happen to that guy in front of you. An engine failure, or he he makes a bad move, or his tire goes flat. You just never know. Exactly. And actually, you know, the entire feeling of the team by raising money for the, for the kids who are undergoing life or death surgeries at, at the hospital, 
Yes. And you, we know every lap we, we cross the finish line, we are raising money for them. Yeah. And when you see what they do and when you see what they are going through and they keep so positive, you know, when you meet them, it's like you you feel inspiration from them because they don't give up. They just don't give up. So when you get that kind of feeling um, with the kids, you say, well, if they don't give up and they might die, you know, we can't give up in the racetrack. We're going until the last second of the race, until the checkered flag, we're going to give everything. Uh, you know, wonderful analogy there, really heartwarming. And it, it is a, a great reminder to us for what you guys are doing, the money you're raising to help Seattle Children's Hospital. I live up here in the Pacific Northwest, so I've been aware of what Don and Donna and the whole team has been doing. What you guys do is absolutely spectacular. And I'll remind our listeners before we go to the next question, I'll have links on your show notes page as well as your uh, racing partners there. Of If people want to go and help and be involved, there is a definite way people from all around the world can go help these kids and help Seattle Children's Hospital help these kids uh, get through life and death situations. So thanks for reminding us what it's really all about. Let's talk about your first really special race car. Now, you've raced in a lot of different cars. You've done a lot of different types of racing. Could you go back and tell us about the first time you sat in a car that you went, ah, this is where I want to be, what that car was, and, and maybe take us through some memories there. That was back in, again, 2012. You know, I was racing Formula Renault, and th- those Formula cars were really quick, and, and they were good. But, you know, they were 200 horsepower. The power didn't feel that that incredible. And, you know, um, I got the phone call from Porsche, and um, saying that they wanted to make this selection process, but it was a two-step uh, selection uh, event. So therefore, the nine driver, the nine drivers that were chosen all around the world, we had to go to Stuttgart for two days, and we underwent all kinds of physical tests, psychological tests, brand knowledge tests, uh, technical knowledge tests, like personality tests, like for two hours in a room with a guy. Wow. Everything. When I was done with that, I was dead. <laughs> it, was, it was really intense, really tough. And they just wanted to know everything about you. Yeah. And we were aware that from no, those nine drivers, after the first step, only six will make it to the second stage. And that was this, the part where we were chosen. I was one of the six. And we went to Bailunga, Italy. And uh, we we just arrived there and they told us, you know, you are six drivers and the two quickest drivers are going to stay with us. The other four, unfortunately, have to go home. Mm. So I just arrived to the to the box and I say this Porsche 911 GT3 Cup all in white with this beautiful back. And it was a full factory thing because we had the entire factory team working in that event to get the cars ready and competitive and to make sure that all the cars were equal so that we had exactly the same chances. So the professionality that you could see, all the mechanics were like extremely good and, you know, the the energy that you could feel was like a works team energy. Right. And then I sat in the car, I turned on the engine, you know, you could feel the 500 horsepower (laughs) on your back. Oh, yeah. And you accelerate and it's like really loud. So I was like, where are my earplugs, you know? <laughs> yes. I closed the door and I felt like, wow, this is finally a proper race car. I mean, this is what I would love to race all year long. So 
I really need to get this done. You know, what an intense interview process that they put you through. It's really a testament to the extra type of work that race car drivers have to do today. It's not the old days where you just showed up, jumped in the car and drove. There's a whole nother level of complexity going on, just like the time you're taking with me today to do a little PR work, talk about what you're doing, the physical training, which is intense, the psychological, mental aspects of racing are so intense. Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, racing for Porsche, such a serious team, a team that's a company that's been involved in racing going back to the 50s is pretty, pretty darn special. Let's talk a little bit about your most memorable race. You talked about Sebring, the 12 hours of Sebring being one of your favorites, but is there one race you can take us to and maybe uh, share a little bit of that uh, heart pumping, adrenaline pumping experience that was what you would to date consider your favorite race? I believe it will be whether the 12 hours of Sebring, which I already mentioned it, and that was probably the biggest win of my career. But I would say the most special one could be Austin last year as well, when we raced um, in the last event of the Porsche Mobile One Super Cup. And, you know, it was the, our home race because I was racing together with the Heart of Racing and, and Team Shuttle. So it was like our main event because that was the only race we took in the USA in the entire championship. So it was the last race. We knew we had to perform. I had never been to the Circuit of the Americas before in Austin. It was pouring rain all weekend long. Oh, goodness. So I had to basically learn the track and perform straight away because those first laps were the, the laps that took us to the grid on the race. So I basically I put myself on second place on the grid with my first ever lap in the track. Wow. And I was really lucky that, that both Don Kitch and Ian James, they both gave me so many tips about the racetrack otherwise it would have been impossible to make those lap times and and we know that was a huge event for us and we needed a good result so I started from second position and I just went for it I just uh, I gave absolutely everything and I went for the win and I and I managed to do it and you know to be standing up there in the podium in the US Formula One Grand Prix listening to your national anthem it was probably the most special thing i i ever had wow you know what a wonderful thanks for taking us through that what a wonderful uh wonderful venture and uh, kudos to you and the team for uh, going out and uh, getting that win absolutely fantastic awesome racetrack can't imagine going to a new track in the rain in a new country wow uh, absolutely spectacular really proud of you guys now let's talk about this year and moving forward in this year could you talk a little bit about what has you really excited about what you guys are doing right now Absolutely. This, we have a huge challenge ahead of us. And, um, well, the Heart of Racing is having so many different projects. You know, we are trying to work both on and off the track. And on the track, it's clearly that we are just going for, for the championship this year. And we are racing in, in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Cup Championship. So that's one overall standings. And then there's other another series called... Tequila Patron Endurance Cup, mm. which is the, the championship that counts only on the wrong races. So it's Laguna, it's Daytona, Sebring, Watkins Glen, and Petit Le Mans. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, we are leading that championship, um, and we are third on the overall. So after two races, I think we did pretty well. So Oh, yeah. I think we just have to keep on the same the same path. And I'm sure if, if we go race by race and we 
and we focus on getting the maximum out of every opportunity we have, we we can give it a shot at the at the championship, and that's our main goal. But obviously, the the final dream that we have is to convert all this effort in the racetrack into more money, more support, more resources for these little kids in the in the Seattle Children's Hospital, and um, that's our ultimate project. And we're gonna definitely try to raise up more facilities, more things, and that's our our main our our main thing right now. Yeah, it's, again, it's absolutely spectacular. And I understand you guys get to, you guys get to go over to the hospital and meet these kids and talk with these kids, which is really special for them, of course, but probably even more special for you guys because you get to see that your efforts, how they're being directly applied to help these children beat life situations. I mean, they need heart transplants and all these things that you just, you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy. So um, uh, let's talk a little bit for, before I get to this next question about those listeners out there that would like to contribute and help. What's a way that they can get involved uh, and help support the team and in return help these children in the hospital? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty easy. You just on the internet via dot o. RG. Mm-hmm. There's a, a way to donate money and over there. And obviously, if anybody is going to the racetrack and um, it's taking, it's going to the event to any of the IMSA championship events we have this year. There, we can obviously have kind of a a way to give your contribution to the to the foundation. And um, it's pretty easy. It's really simple, and it's for a great cause. And obviously. We get to race cars, which is phenomenal, with such a deep um, reason or such a deep goal, which I think it makes it very special. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, listeners, I'll remind you, I'll put links on Alex's show notes page at Cars Yeah here where you can click and go right to their website, see what they're doing, and hopefully you can contribute in in any way, small or large. It doesn't really matter, but get involved, and uh, I think you'll feel a lot better for it. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Alex. If you were a race car, what kind of race car would you be and why? Well, I have to say I'd probably like to be the number 23 Porsche 911 GT3R, the 2016 IMSA WeatherTech Sports Cup Championship. Cool. Because that's going to be the champion car. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'd like to be, I'd like to be a, a car who is winning. Yeah, absolutely. Well, great attitude, uh, great fortitude. I loved your answer to that. Fantastic. Alex, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, I have a question. What's the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior? It's with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft is the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers, and they are crafted to fit like a custom suit, with over 80,000 patterns available. And they're made in the USA. But Covercraft is much more than car covers. Their vehicle protection system protects your cars, motorcycles, watercrafts, and RVs, exteriors from the elements, and the interiors from the wear and tear of daily life. Car covers, front end masks, dash covers, seat covers, floor mats, and much, much more. Covercraft offers you a full array of custom accessories made specifically for and styled to complement and protect your special vehicle. Covercraft is the right choice. 
I use them on all my vehicles, and your special vehicles will love them too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. And you can get free shipping when you use the code at checkout, CARSYEAH. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Alex, we're back and we're entering the last lap. You know what this means. The white flag's out. Time to put our foot into it. Never give up till that checkered flag comes. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Absolutely. What is the best racing advice you've ever received and who was it from? It was back in the day when I was doing go-karts. I was actually a bit down and... One of my best friends, which is still a really good friend of mine, is Carlos San Jr., which he is racing Formula One right now. Yeah. At that point, we were racing together in go-karts. Very cool. Actually, we, we spent some time together in the summer. So at one point, his father is this legend in the world of, of rallies. He came up to me and he said, Alex, today you learned one lesson. In racing, whether you kill or you get killed, <laughs> this is a jungle. And that day I got killed and because I wasn't, I didn't have enough determination mm. to follow, to follow my ambitions. And that day, you know, I, I looked up to his face and I said, I will f- remember this for the rest of my life. And that's very true. It's a tough sport. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful en- environment. Everything is absolutely fantastic, but it's in the end of the day, it's a very tough sport. Kill or be killed. Yes, Absolutely. Could you share a personal habit that you believe has helped contribute to your success in racing over the years? Yeah, there's one thing not many people know, only the people who are working with me inside the, inside the team are aware of it. Um, but since two years now, I've been working very closely with, with the monk. It's kind of, you know, unusual, but I think more, more people are doing, it, are doing it lately. And it's that I'm using meditation to try and help my my focus and my approach to the races, both in a, in a way to produce better performance at the one shot, you know, when you have to do it right now. Right. And as well in terms of having a better approach and a more relaxed approach and to be able to see things coming earlier and be able to take better decisions out of every circumstance. Wow. Well, you know, congratulations for that. This is really interesting to me because... Uh, I think you're going to be an inspiration to me today and hopefully to some listeners. That's something I've been interested in and wanted to pursue is some form of meditation to help with focus, uh, self-enlightenment, whatever you might want to call it. I think that's really awesome, really great. Uh, kudos to you for doing that. I have friends who've gotten involved with meditation and it has helped them so much. My father has meditated for decades. I know it's been a benefit to him when he's been through some challenging health issues. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that very personal side of you. Kudos to you. 
Now, how about a resource? There are a ton of great resources these days, but is there one in particular you really like you think the Cars Yeah listeners should pay attention to? Yeah, well, I like to follow all the all the news coming up at, at the IMSA app and try and stay away, try and stay updated with all the news. Okay. Actually, we are. It is still not out yet, but we are working on our our own the Heart of Racing app. Oh, cool! And that's that's gonna maybe go out at some point, and um, that's that's something that we are internally using. You know, to keep ourselves up to date and to know what's going on, what's what's our next project. To obviously not only on the racetrack, also with the hospital, and that's I think that's going to be a really cool experience for for the people who are following us and are supporting us. That'll be great. So you you mentioned first, is that the IMSA I M S A app? That's right. Yeah. Okay. You know, I talked to Don Kitch on the phone the other day, and he, he mentioned that new app that you're working on, and also you guys are working on a new website. I think you're teaming up with Microsoft is helping you guys build a new website. Look forward to that coming out as soon as possible as well. I'm, I know that Don's anxious to get it up and going, so fantastic. Now, Alex, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read recently that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, reading is a big thing to me. I, I love reading, especially autobiographies. Probably the book, the autobiography that had me um, more inspired or more fascinated about about that book was Open by Andre Agassi. Yes. Um, I, th- I thought that book was just unbelievable, like so deep and, and so emotional. But that's, that's somehow kind of a storybook. So I, you just read it and you feel, wow, this is really exciting. But, you know, it doesn't actually change your life. So there's one book that I read last year it's called the one thing and that book changed my entire approach to racing and that that definitely helped me a lot to step up my game and um i think if, if people want to um, find a new way of performing better or possible ways of performing better that book is very highly recommended the one thing by gary keller is a, an awesome book. Uh, I think both those books you mentioned uh, are really great books for readers. And I rem- remind our listeners you can find all these great resources that Alex has been so kind to share on his very own show notes page at carsya.com. Just type Alex in the search bar and that page will pop up with links to everything. And there's another great place on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books where these books that Alex has recommended and the other past 504 guests here on Cars yeah has recommended with quick, easy links to purchase. Alex, we are up to the checkered flag, best part of the race, especially when you're in the lead, like you always are, which is great. This last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, and I'll include collector race car, that vintage race car there that you could have, but don't worry about the price because today I'm going to buy you whatever car you want. What would that one vehicle be? And more importantly, why? It's actually, you know, there's many race cars which have been in the last year's kind of dream cars to me, probably the 917 from Steve McQueen, that will be somehow the dream car for my entire life. But to be honest, right now, after what happened last year, if I could have the 919 hybrid LMP1 Porsche Le Mans winner in their return to, 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 the, to the racing, to the competition, that car, I think it's going to be legendary for the rest of the history and i think i i will be really happy to have it in my garage <laughs> yeah i think you'd be pretty happy i think all of us would love to have that car in our garage what a what a special vehicle that's going to cost me a pretty penny i'm afraid 
Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But I told you I'd buy you whatever you'd want, so I'll get to work on that. Alec, you have taken me on an awesome ride around the track today. I knew you would, and I, I really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for taking a little time off and uh, spending it with us, taking a little pit stop, if you will. And thanks for sharing your life journey as well with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you rip off down the racetrack in that 919 LMP1 Le Mans winning Porsche? Yeah, I would say to anybody who has a dream or it's following their ambition, even if the odds are against you, just never give up. That yeah. would be my best advice, even when nobody does. Absolutely. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and Team Seattle? Well, I'm very active with the social media. So if anybody wants to know about me, probably the biggest um, source is Instagram. Um, I'm very active there. So if you just type Alex Riberas in Instagram or via Twitter as well. Okay. So exactly the same name in Twitter. Those two social medias are my best platforms to try and express, try to keep my followers up to date and what we are doing together with Team Seattle. And of course, you know, via Facebook also, Team Seattle has a great page and we try to keep up our followers um, with our latest results and our latest pictures. So if you guys want to check it out, it's, it's pretty awesome. Absolutely. Well, again, listeners, I'll remind you that I'll put links to all of these resources on Alex's show notes page so you can follow Alex. I encourage you to get out there and follow him on Instagram, follow him on Facebook, Twitter, uh, go to the website, and more importantly, even than that, go to Team Seattle's website, which will be listed there, and help them out a little bit here. Help these guys do some great things for these children at Seattle Children's Hospital because it's an absolutely spectacular cause. Thank you, Alex, for taking so much time out today to share your experiences and for sharing all your expertise and uh, with the Cars Yeah listeners and with me. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you very much, Mark. This was a huge pleasure. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.